formerly known as the Dream Team, according to Logan. So I want to say that right away. Uh, that's how we're going to start this podcast. I got Logan Chikowski on the line. I always seem to butcher that name, so hopefully I said it right. And I also got Kevin Walker with me today. So you're going to see the graphics up on the screen, the three of us. Guys, welcome to the chat. Hello, Donnie, and uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Kevin. I'm proud to say you actually got my name correct. So kudos to you, Donnie, for saying yeah. it right. Um, I hope that you guys are both doing well, and I'm glad to be talking to you guys um, here in 2021. Thank you for having me, too, Donnie. You also got my last name correct, FYI. <laughs> and uh, I'm also always a huge honor to be on. I'm happy to be talking to both of you as well. So let's start off with this. I, I think the best way so we don't get tripped up in the podcast is we'll let whatever I say, Logan can respond to then Kevin, and I'll kind of like moderate a little bit of this. Um, so we'll just go in that order, uh, albeit so we you know don't mess anything up. Um, so when it comes down to it, let me ask you first, since you guys, uh, well, Kevin, I saw you not too long ago, but uh, Logan, it's been a while since we've talked in person. So catch us up on each other's lives and what's going on. So, yeah. Obviously, it's the holidays. Things are crazy everywhere. Um, the holiday season was pretty hectic for me in the family aspect, and I, I kind of took a break from podcasting. You know, I took a few months off just to focus on family and work, and um, I'm, I've gotten back into it now as you were on my recent podcast where we did the NFL playoffs um, review and preview. Um, you did mention that you didn't have a very good track record on it, but I'm proud to say I went five and one the first night. Um, I cannot say that that record stood to the end, but I digress. Anyway, pretty much that's what I've been up to working. Um, I have been catching up on Saved by the Bell. I don't know if you guys saw the new Saved by the Bell series that is on Peacock. Um, I never watched that show, and I don't know why I've never watched that show because I'm watching it now, and it's incredible, and I cannot wait to get to it. Am I going now? Okay. Yep, go ahead. So, all right. So, all I can say is that, you know, everything's going good for the most part. Um, everybody around me is doing well as far as I know, you know, health-wise. So, that's all I can, uh, can ask for there with that. I, As far as, like, updates with me, I'm back at Penn State now. It's been online um, since the start, which is last week. And this is definitely going to be the hardest semester of probably my college career. Um, just, you know... Not so much the classes are hard, but, you know, the workload and the, the dedication that you definitely have to put in there with that. Um, I'm coming to terms with realizing that I'm probably not going to be able to do as many fun things or be as flexible this semester. I'm just going to have to kind of focus on what matters most, and, and that being school. So I'm happy, and I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to get me in a good groove um, moving forward. But, you know, besides that, I'm happy to do little things like this and get my mind off of everything and be able to talk to some friends. So. You know, guys, I never thought today I'd wake up and think about GameStop or think about the stock market or even think about talking about this stuff like that. And let me just put a disclaimer out there. Not, neither of the three of us are obviously investors. We don't have anything in common with the stock market. Some of us don't even like me. I don't know. I'm learning as I go along today because there's so much thing. There's so many things that are going on in reality around us. Uh, guys, when it comes to the AMC and GameStop, 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 boy, isn't that just like you know, it kind of sounds right to go game stock at this rate. Um, but guys, what do you guys, do you guys know it? Do you guys invest? Do you guys know anything about the stock market prior to what we're about to talk about? So 
I can honestly say that other than a freshman year of college financing class where I taught, was taught about, learned about the stock market, um, I did not take any of that into my adult years. So I don't know anything about investing or anything. But I have been researching specifically the GameStop thing because I'm an avid video game, I'm a huge video game fan. Um, essentially what's going on with that, and again, if you guys are familiar with it, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I guess there's something called short selling a company. So essentially that means that people are selling their stocks in GameStop and then waiting until they're like at a higher level and then buying more stocks and then the stock goes up and it's, it's some weird ads, but essentially pretty much people are putting GameStop and AMC as businesses that are quote unquote dead, thinking that they're going to like die and be out of business soon, but yet their stock is going up. So I don't know what you can tell us about this, Kevin, but that's pretty much what I got out of it. Yeah, so I mean, I I was going to ask for an explanation anyway, because I'll say what I know so far, at least, and I, I have no idea really how the stock works. I had some classes in high school, there's the fundamentals of investing in, in high school. Um, I think there was some stuff in even the beginning of college and stuff. I, I don't understand how it works. I've seen the Wolf of Wall Street and the Wall Street Wall Street movies with Michael Douglas, and you know, all my experience comes from uh, people rising to the top and failing, but never understanding how they got to where they were. Um, that's my experience with it. So, I, I'm like, when I heard this, you know, I, I didn't really understand what was going on. Actually, the person that drew my attention to it was, <laughs> if you guys know Ethel Hilary, who's still a friend of mine from Holy Family. He had his face put on like Jordan Belfort memes and. You know, just with like the stonks uh, comment underneath and stuff, and I was like, what, "What is he talking about?" And then I looked it up, and I saw like some friends in group chats and stuff talking about GameStop and stuff. So I I looked it up, and then you know I was watching the news last night, and uh, it was uh, Sean Hannity who was talking about like he loves when the little guy wins and the big guy loses. And I was like, "What is he? They even had someone come on and explain." So short selling, I mean, that's what I was looking up and what I was listening to last night, and from what I gathered from that, it's like. You know, this like Logan said, they're they're going to businesses that are, are almost like essentially failing, and Wall, the, big, the big Wall Street guys are betting against them because they think they're going to fail. But this Reddit um, like sub chain group, I don't even know how you explain it. Um, I forget what their name is, but like they, I guess, just post a lot about like their um, like bets on on what's going up, what's going down within the within the stock market. So I guess a bunch of these like just regular people. Um, pumped money into AMC and, and GameStop, and you know, may I don't know what are you saying, Logan? Like you sell the you sell the stocks at a low price, or so, so, something about they're so they they posted on Twitter something about how they're not allowing people to sell their stocks unless it's with GameStop and AMC. I don't know particularly. I can look it up quick. Well, I, I had the users on it. I have a proper definition for short short sellings and then hedge funds too that I can read if that helps. And that'll probably clarify to the audience. So short selling is a trading strategy that seeks to capitalize on an anticipated decline in the price of security. So they're basically betting on the company to fail. Uh, essentially, a short seller is trying to sell high and buy low. A hedge fund, with, which is also important in this situation, is a limited partnership of, of investors, those are the people that are gonna be going bankrupt here within the next few hours, uh, that usually, or that uses high-risk methods, such as investing with borrowed money in hopes of realizing large capital gains. 
Um, so yes, I'm going to point out, and this was part of the, I, I didn't know how far in the story you guys heard as of a few hours ago, Robin Hood, the investing firm has actually stopped the selling of the, um, AMC, GMC and GameStop. You can only, or has stopped buying, excuse me. It's only stopped the buying of it. You can still sell it back to them because what happens is in these companies, they sell, uh, obviously they're selling and they're prop, they want the company to go down. Um, and on top of that, you know, they're, they kind of, it's not like us. And the best, the best example I can give is say we both put $10, whatever into the GameStop market as just normal buyers. We can only lose that $10 that we put in these investors, no matter how far, like if it goes up, they have to pay back. If it goes down, they can gain as much as they need to. Um, so there's like an infinite amount that they can actually lose or gain, which is why people have became billionaires and millionaires over this. And essentially. Um, what's happened is picture somebody buys a thousand stock, okay, in one company for five dollars. Well, if it would go down, companies would make uh, the hedge funds would make their money back. But now it's gone up about five hundred percent in some cases. So it was ranging around like five hundred dollars earlier today. They had to pay four ninety five to buy it back to these people. And if you have a thousand uh, stocks of that, that's a lot of money to be lost. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I, I think I somewhat grasp it. Um, that that makes sense. And, and you know, everything I've heard so far, it's just, it, they, they talk, everybody talks so fast and so confusing. I mean, I, I my mind just doesn't work that way. I don't belong on Wall Street. I mean, as far as any experience that I've had with, um, you know, that I mean, there's like that uh, the Robinhood app, which I try to get off, and there's no way for me to like it won't let me delete my account. I wanted to delete my account, so I think I still have one technically, but. There's like eight dollars in there that I didn't even put in. I just like would give him that, and then I know there's like I heard something. I think like Acorns, a new one or something. Um, there's there's a couple other ones that I've looked into and I've heard people talk about, um, but I I don't know enough to actually pump money into it. So I, I don't know. I don't know if Logan, do you you have invested in like Robin? Um, I'm the same. I've had friends close to me who I guess there's like a refer your friend thing with Robinhood where they get like a free stock or something like that. I never actually did it because I'm I'm not familiar with the stock market. I don't want to have my money go to waste, essentially. Yeah. Essentially, it's kind of like betting. I mean, I will gamble here and there, but, like, not enough, like, to that extent. Because I don't have anything, any idea what's going on in the stock market. Well, I, I think that's a good thing because I was going to lead into somewhere along the line before we transition to AMC and the movie theater industry. I was going to talk about this just goes to show you the most important part that betting and gambling is bad. And this is a very good scenario of it. I was, I'm, this this might get political in a sense when I ask this question, but there's also two other reports. They want to ban this group, and I think it's Wall Street Bets. They want to ban them off um, Reddit right now, but they've also they've already banned them off Discord. So the question is, we just got out of a stage, and it's still happening, but we're, we were in a stage there about a week ago where you saw Twitter ban people, Facebook ban people, Instagram ban people for political reasons. But should we be banning people now because of a stock market issue? Okay, and I'm, I'm going to say this is going to get completely political, so I, I hope that you guys hear me out when I say this. It's just my opinion. Like, you guys don't have to agree with me, whatever. Um, I think, personally, this goes against our Constitution, in a way. Um, freedom of speech, freedom pretty much to do, essentially, what we want, in a way, but there's still some rules to follow. Um, you guys get where I'm going with that? 
Like, yeah. I do think this is completely against um, our Constitution. I do not think they should be banned from Twitter for that reason. And honestly, I don't think the people last week should have been banned from Twitter, but that's a different podcast. So to answer that question, Donnie, no, I don't think we should be banning people from Twitter for investments that they make. It's their money. Overall, they have a right to do with it what they choose. It may not be the smartest thing to do, but they should do what they need, need to do. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. Um, it, it is, um, again, hypocritical in a sense, and I won't try to get too much into, into you know, I'll, I'll try to stay on the outskirts of the politics with it, but as far as, like, big tech, which, I mean, generally speaking, you know, everybody, I think, can somewhat agree that, you know, it is in control right now. Um, I was actually told about um, from from a friend or two friends like Kyle Ewell and McKelly Ambrosino that uh, to watch the social dilemma on Netflix. I don't know if you ever saw that, but like uh, very interesting documentary about how tech is just controlling all of us and tracking all of our moves right now. And my mom sent me something the other day on uh, about Facebook um, that there's a, there's a uh, switch in your settings that it can, that Facebook can actually track while you're out of the app, the web, like websites and different, things different apps and things that you're going on to give you like um uh suggestions and stuff when you go on facebook the next time so you know if depending on what you're looking at another way i'm sure that's how all apps are wired anyway but this one i just saw or what she sent me was just that you could actually turn the setting off so who knows they're probably still doing it anyway but as far as this goes with the you know wall street and everything i think these people these these big guys just need to uh have learned their lesson to uh, understand that, you know, um, these ordinary people aren't so dumb. They lost. And uh, as far as it goes with like banning, you know, whether it be the app or, or through social media or on Reddit, things like that, it's so, it, it's so uncalled for. And it's going to, I don't want to say it's going to start a revolution because I don't want to incite quote unquote any violence, but uh you know, I feel like these people, whether it be from Wall Street and politics, you know, no matter what, you, you can't silence them for too long before they start to uh, rebel or uprise. So I think it's only a, a matter of time before I'm not, I'm not saying myself or, you know, Logan or you, Donnie, or anybody else is going to, you know, do it. I'm not saying anyone in particular, but, you know, I, I think this, uh, you know, overall, our world, I don't know what it's coming to, but uh I'm guessing 2021 is going to be just as interesting as 2020, and it's not going to be slowing down anytime soon. Well, the way – and see, this is where I say that I don't think this will get super political because at the same time, all this is going on, and you see all these high-end celebrities from right, left, whatever you want to say. They're all kind of coming together over this issue. Like it it seems like it's something that's actually oddly enough bringing us together to fight a bigger issue. And I find that to be very fascinating in human culture at this very moment. Yeah, but it's only it's only fair, like it only looks right to those people. Like uh, if you're, I mean, I understand what you're saying with that—that that they're coming together to fight an issue. Um, if you want to call that unity in a way, go go ahead. But like that's not—it's like the the whole middle class is—I is, mean, not the whole middle class, but most people that are benefiting off of this this thing from yesterday. The the GameStop thing, um, I'm assuming are like middle class people that didn't expect this to happen. So I don't think it's any like, I don't think they're, they're fighting anything, you know, big or grand. They're fighting for themselves. It's not more so like a, a bipartisan issue here. They're just, they're just all for themselves. I mean, I, I'm going to argue because there was a story today 
about a, mil a military man that basically was just trying to give the FU to the system. He was like, I spent nearly my whole salary just buying all these GameStop um, stocks just to hold the line to make the billionaires pay. Which, I don't. I, I mean, I don't really think it's about an individual at this point in time. Uh, I mean, it's obviously, if you had a GameStop thing before this for $5 and you're looking to sell it right now, I mean, by all means, I mean, it's up over that many, you know, and you had that many stocks. That's benefiting you in the long run, but I think there's actually a bigger picture behind it, and a lot of people have speculated why. Um, but with that being said, it's also happening to AMC, and what I wanted to do was transition over to AMC and talk about how to save theaters and what really to do with the theater industry, because that's something we actually, the three of us, can actually more agree upon and talk about in essence. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's nothing like smelling that freshly made popcorn, going to a theater with your friends, with your family, sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying a really good movie. Like, there's nothing better than that feeling of a movie theater. Yes, you can get essentially kind of the same feeling at your home, but not really. It's so, not good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree, Logan. actually just popped up in my memories today that like three years ago, I was at a, I was at the theater. I, I was a picture from there. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure if I remember what we saw or not, but you know, I, it, it brought back a sad, sad memory. It was at the AMC in Bloomsburg. I am glad that I saw that they got, um, aside from the stock thing, it was like a couple days even before that. I think it was like earlier in the week, but didn't they get like a billion pumped into them or something? And, or? That, and that's also why I wanted to talk about this because it's so upsetting. And see, the, the whole GameStop thing, I really could care less about because like that was just like a transition to what the main topic is right now. A, a billion dollars just got pumped into AMC movie theaters, and to have them stop the sell or stop the buying of the stock right now, I mean that to me is just a slap in the face to the theater industry. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I again, I, I don't really. Is, is that the reason why they they, so they, they pumped that money? Is, or is that billion? No, no, dollars that, from that billion that dollars thing? that billion dollars happened days prior, but the stock was still rising up. And again, all this does help AMC in the end, just like it helps GameStop, GameStop in the end. But to stop it, just because of what's going on, to stop the buying of the stock, so individuals like me, because I was just listening to a podcast two days ago about, they're like, listen, and this was, this was a prominent YouTuber that was like, I'm buying as much stock as I possibly can because we're trying to help AMC survive this crisis. And then today the news comes out that they're just stopping the buying of the stocks. Well, then maybe I want to take back on what I said a couple of minutes ago about uh, how when you said that you disagreed with me about um, about like how I said it's only hurting the upper class. Uh, I mean, I, again, I, I I'm not at a at an advantage, I'd say, for words because I, I don't know too much on the on the subject. But I guess you know if it, if it was something that was helping out all these people and they're coming, you know, to to fight for you know fairness in this and, and that you know they revoked people from what what is it. Uh, Buying or selling, they were both buying because they, the investors buying. want you to sell. Okay, so they want to, yeah, they want to sell, and they, the investors can't buy. Um, or well, not investors, the you know, you know, regular people, I guess, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I you know, it, I, I want to see. I mean, this is going to get off the topic from the stock thing, but I do want to see the movie theater survive. Um, you know, I, I love going. It was always an experience, like Logan said. There, I, I never got popcorn at the theater. Just they're like very rarely, unless someone. Oh, just the smell of it. Just the smell of it. Smell, smell walking in is like, yeah, it's a different. And like now it's like nostalgic almost in a way. Uh, but uh, 
worse. <laughs> and and there is no there is no better feeling than sitting in a theater with the people that like you're closest with, seeing something so grand. Like I will never forget the Avengers Endgame experience that I had with like 13 friends in IMAX in Dixon City. Like it was just we were waiting for it for months. We speculated about different things. We all we drove like three different cars to meet each other there. We got lined up in the theater. Like everybody just got super quiet when it began and like. The emotions, the clapping, the tears that were all like shared amongst hundreds of people in one room. It's like, it, it doesn't get better than that. I, especially for like a movie lover like me. And I know you guys both are as well. So you know that feeling. Um, but, you know, I, I miss that for sure. And I hope that whatever happens here with all the stock stuff, it, 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 you know, obviously you said it's benefiting AMC. Yeah. So I hope it goes well for them. Yeah, I do. I do hope it does continue to go well. Um, as it is apparently doing. Um, but yeah, I'm all for people standing up and fighting for the little guy, so to speak, as movie theaters really, you would think, haven't been as popular to many people because of what's going on in the world. Um, and me and Donnie, we talked about, even Kevin, we talked about this on previous episodes of podcast. We thought that the movie theaters essentially weren't even going to be coming back. So it's just, I'm glad that they are open. They are managing their way around things with the pandemic and i just hope that this whole stock market issue does not lead to their downfall yeah i, I work i mean just to say real quick too i mean i work at the college nine movie theater up here at city college and i'm here at school and you know it was so dead last august and september obviously because you know mid right in the middle of covid and you know I, I was working you know five hour days whenever i would and it was just like two people three people maybe like came in that amount of time it was just nuts because you know months before earlier in the year you know january february you know it's in the middle of winter you know people are still coming to see the movies and stuff so it's it's crazy to see that you know our theater or i mean college nine up here they're um they're expected to open at the end of uh, february early march and i just got an email about that yesterday or the day before so i'm hoping that that goes well but it just seems like every time you hear about them beginning to open again you get some notification that they're all oh, they're going to postpone these releases or those releases, and it, it, it is frustrating. I like I understand it, but it, I you know I think things just need to start getting back to normal. Hopefully, um, and uh, hopefully we can make it back to the movies soon. <laughs> Will we ever get back to that point? Like you were saying about because I had the same experience with Endgame. I was in a packed theater up in Wilkes-Barre. You know, we drove there, we met there, we all went as a group. And, you know, when the whole, when the portals are opening and people are coming out of them, we're screaming, we're cheering. Except for Captain Marvel, we believe that's besides what. Anyway, so besides all that happening, are we ever going to get back to that normal? Because that's, a, is it going to be actual normal, like 2018, 2019 normal? Or is it going to be like the new normal, 2022 normal? And, okay, so I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know that, the, that we ever will get to a normal again. Um, I think, and I, I hate saying this, but I think overall this pandemic has done nothing but hurt movie theaters going forward. Because you've seen how fast these straight to HBO or HBO Max and all these streaming services that allow you to see the movies essentially the day that they release on the comfort of your own home. This platform is just, I think their 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 money is going up to the point where they can continue to do this even after COVID. So. If it's that easy now, essentially, I think overall this will end up being the downfall of theaters. Um, but yeah, that's just my take on it. So yeah, do you, I think only time. Oh, sorry. No, um, I'll I'll throw one question out there, and then Kevin, I'll let you do your response. 
do you do you would you guys support like because I watched uh, we always do do like a family movie to start the year. So like a few years ago, we went to go see like on January first, New Year's Day, we went to go see We Bought a Zoo when it was in theaters. We like to do that like that family friendly movie to start the year with the whole family. Yeah. Um, and this year we saw a War with Grandpa, but we actually rented it off AMC On Demand. And I'm wondering, do you guys, if there was a way, would you guys still support AMC, like as in like an on demand or a streaming service in that essence, to keep that theater at least brand alive? Or would you guys try to venture off to like different areas? If if it could keep the theater alive, then yes, I would all I'd be all for supporting AMC. If that money goes right to the the theater aspect of it, then yes, I would support it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, and you know, I, it might be bad. Like you know, for for people like us, you know, only only time will tell. You know how things actually go. But like, as far as you know, the three of us we love movies, so you know if they're open, you know I'm sure our butts will always be in the seats as much as we can possibly make it there, just because we admire and love that. But like Logan was saying, with all these new options to watch things on demand, it's it's it is making the theater become like obsolete almost, and it, it is questionable as to whether or not they will continue to stay open. I mean, for someone like myself, I'll say like. I would rather support like a theater like the Berwick Theater, a small town, you know, theater that, you know, literally is run off its town and not like the big conglomerate company. And not to say like, you know, I, I don't view AMC or like Regal or any of the big ones like as close to my heart as I do like a small hometown movie theater. And, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I might sound a little cruel because, you know, as a lover of movies, you're supposed to advocate and support all of these chains and things. Um, but I think no matter what, you know, you might think you're supporting the theater, but in some way, shape, or form, you're most likely paying the, uh, the you know, the distribution companies or, you know, you know, the big studio heads. Some, somehow that money's going to get back to them. I don't think it's really all going to be going to the theaters. I mean, I understand now that, like, working at a theater that, you know, theaters make their money off concessions and things, and that a huge chunk of the ticket sales go straight to the, the studio heads. Um, so, you know, I did see, like, with a lot of these, like, HBO Max and things like that, like, a lot of companies were mad. Like, I know, uh, gosh, uh, I forget what the company, um, some, some, uh, studio that's also backing, like, the movie Dune, uh, they're with Warner Brothers. Um, I can picture the symbol in my head, but I can't picture what it is, I can't remember what it's called right now. Are you thinking HBO um, Max? What? Are you thinking HBO Max? No, nah, well, yeah, I mean, like, Dune is through uh, Warner Brothers and not HBO Max, but um, I don't know, another company. It doesn't matter, but either way, uh, or Legendary, I think. Legendary, that's Legendary. the one. Um, they they are upset because they, like, a lot of these people that, you know, have their movies being put on streaming services right now, they weren't aware of it until, like, I mean, at least I know for a lot of Warner Brothers people, like, they weren't aware of it until, like, 30 minutes before the announcement was made that they're doing the same day in theaters as, as like, uh, VOD. And I like, I mean, for myself, like, I would hate to have, you know, pump my heart into something thinking like, oh my gosh, it's finally going to be in theaters. Like, this is what I've been waiting for all my life. And then find out that, you know, it's, oh, well, people can watch it at home too. Like, I, I, you know, still, you know, granted, you're getting your movie made, it's being put out there. But I don't know, it would take something away from me, I think. And I mean, even those people that have directed several movies and are big already, like, it's hurting them as well. Like, I know Christopher Nolan was someone that was very uh, vocal about it, that he was, he was against, you know, all this stuff going on. But, um, you know, someone like myself, like I was saying, you know, with putting these things on demand, 
it makes them easier to plagiarize and copy and put on all these other websites. And I know I told you guys about them before, but there's like a million websites out there where you can find this stuff in HD the day that it's uploaded. So like, why am I going to drive half an hour out of my way to pay, like, you know, you know, even if a ticket's six bucks, you, you buy concessions, you're over 10 bucks, you got 10 bucks in gas, you know, 20 bucks right there for one, one movie trip by yourself or something when you could just watch it for free at home, especially if it's not, like, big things, for sure, like, you want to make it to that, like, I know me and my friends are definitely talking about going to see uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, but, um, like, as far as these small movies go, um, there's some that I'm okay with just watching online, like, when I can find them for free, and I, I know that sounds really, really bad, but... That's uh, just kind of how it is, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, might not be, might not talk about that as much, but uh, they do it just as much. So. Yeah, I co- I covered the Christopher Nolan thing on the channel a little bit ago, um, but you'd also, Kevin, you'd also be very upset too, and you got to look at it not only financially for the box office and the directors, but you also got to look at it for the actors because think about, say, Harrison Ford when he started in Star Wars, you know, the new uh, Episode Seven when it came out, he was getting about five seven percent of the box office intake like that's how his contract was scheduled you know how much yeah. money like say if you were an actor that like this was going to be like a box office breaking film like avengers or whatever and you sign like a back-end deal and then yeah. it goes straight to streaming and it kind of evades your contract out because like well it didn't earn the money in the theaters mm-hmm. yeah no i mean i i i mean again like you know i i I'm sure pretty much most actors are doing are doing a okay, you know. Like oh, it's, it's not it's really not the worst, but you know I do I do feel bad for them in a way. Um, but yeah, you know it, it's I would say it's more hurtful for like first timers with this stuff, like you know first time directors, first time actors, you know getting a big break, their chance, and then having their dreams kind of just collapse right in front of them with this uh, second I'd call it like second tier viewing experience. So, yeah, it, it, it blows. Yeah, I can only hope that things get better for for those actors, especially those guys who are going into the new newer roles, and hopefully they can still at least somewhat have a filming of movie because there have been some movies that have even been canceled because of the pandemic. Yeah. So, but yeah. This whole thing, though, is a big step, though, for independent filmmakers, especially whether it's a YouTube platform, right? Like, am, am I insane by saying that this could be a, the actual year of the act, like a, an independent filmmaker, because I feel like there's so many opportunities now with no content coming out from like the big theaters that we can potentially like even my channel could somehow blow up if I put out more films a year. I think you're absolutely right. You hit the nail right on the head there. Like it's so easy now, especially with the fact that we're supposed to stay home or at least somewhat in our area. It's very easy to pick up a camera, just sit down and just film something. And then I think all these independent filmmakers, like their jobs are only going to get, they're going to get better at them just because the fact that everyone has to stay home. So like we've seen Kevin had um, a couple weeks ago, he had a little short film come out that I really enjoyed. I don't know if you saw it, Donnie. Yes, I did. Um, and we'll was, get to that in here in a little bit because I'm going to put oh him on the spot. But well, yeah, well, yeah, like, like you said, like independent film, it's their year in 2021, I think, just because of that aspect of everybody has to stay home. It's easy to pick up a camera. You can easily say, okay, like, call your friends or who you've been around. Like, I'm not saying have, like, 20 people come to your house and just start filming, like, people who you've been around with. Because, like, Kevin had mentioned before that 
he's mainly been around the same people um, since yeah. he's been filming, but he can, he can talk more about that. Well, I do want to go off Logan because I, I'm happy with what you said. I'm glad you brought that up too, Donnie, because I don't want to make myself sound like a, a bad guy or an anti-theater goer or things like that with what I was talking about. But yes, for sure, the independent filmmakers, the little guys, and I, I, I feel like we're, we're still with this theme of like, you know, with the stocks and everything that, you know, things are turning around for the ordinary people now. Um, and that, that goes with filmmaking as well, too. And I mean, I think it just grants people more ways to be innovative, creative, uh, get their stuff out there, more recognized now, especially with everybody being, you know, so much online and watching TV and things like that. So, like, if these small, not, not, I don't mean to call it, like, refer to them as small people or small guys or anything like that. I just mean, like, these, you know, people that might not be as, as recognized as some others, you know, it might be easier for them to get their content out there now. And I mean, especially someone like, myself or even you donnie like it'd be easier and maybe logan as well like to get the recognition that you know we might we might hope uh to one day get it might come a little bit sooner i mean you know it still has to be quality content like it's not saying that oh we just pump whatever's out and expect people to watch it uh, but you know i think a lot more people are drawn to these smaller things now and I've seen what has come of this. So I think that's a lot more attractive to a lot, uh, a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point because that is a very, uh, very interesting uh, subject to talk about. And for Logan's case too, I mean, we could include podcasts. Podcasts are going through the roof right now. I mean, the mainstream media kind of wants to downplay the podcast aspect because a lot more people are listening to podcasts on a daily basis than they are tuning on the TV for the news. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, Kevin. But I was just gonna say, like, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I know we're going in a certain order there, but uh, I, I, uh, like, I brought up Logan there too, and what I said, you know, with his, with his podcast as well. Like, um, you know, you just said about it um, that you know more people are tuning into podcasts and such um, than the mainstream news, and that is, that is true. I mean. My dad, just to throw in an example, my dad's the mailman, and he, he listens to podcasts all day long, so that's just the perfect point, and a lot of people are doing it, so. Oh, yeah, whenever I get in my car, whether it's driving to work or if I'm going to the grocery store, wherever, like, I, I'm always popping on some kind of podcast, either in my car or in headphones when I'm working out or something, like, listening to some sort of podcast or whatever, so, yeah, I do encourage um, others who are looking to get into the podcasting realm or the short film realm, now is the time to do it. Get yourself out there. Don't be afraid to, to shoot for the moon because you're only going to hit the stars on the way there. So that that's that's kind of a good inspirational quote there. Um, pretty much I'm saying just go out there, grab yourself a camera, grab yourself some a microphone, start a podcast, just be, be creative. And I think now is as good a time as any to be there. Now, I don't want to put down anybody with what I'm about to say, but this is actually going to be, this is, a, I guess, this is going to be more controversial for us because it's probably the first time you're hearing about this. But I had somebody tell me the other day, okay, and this is, you guys know what audiobooks are, obviously, right? You know, you listen to them, somebody's speaking the lines of the book, yada, yada. Anyways, yeah. somebody told me the other day, they're like, yeah, I read about two books a week. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And they're like, yeah, I just pop in the CD and listen. Is that technically reading? Like, like, okay, so no. let, let's have this debate here. Okay, are we all on the same page, or is like, was I the idiot that was like, uh, I don't think so? No, well, I will say that recently I have been getting more into audiobooks. I don't know if it's my age showing, um, but I'm, I'm getting to the point where I, I don't know why. Like, I have a sudden urge to sit down and read. 
And when I can't find a copy of a book, I'm going on either, whether it be Audible, um, I do have an Audible account now, Amazon, or going on YouTube and finding audio books and just listening to it. But no, I, I do agree with you, Donnie. That is not reading. That's just simply listening. <laughs> face looked like looked like when they when they said that to me but uh i i'm sure it was not a pleasant face uh it was one of those faces one of those faces you can make a meme out of probably but um but yeah so, <laughs> so kevin i'm gonna put you on the spot with this uh with your film that you put out so we're gonna talk about it a little bit i want you to explain to me logan the audience how you came up with this what you did to create this and uh, was that makeout scene actually legit? Was the was the what scene? Did you guys kiss? Wait, the kiss? Yeah. They hugged. They hugged. Oh, we, we hugged. hugged. We hugged. Oh, I swear it was a kiss. I th- oh, I, I, I yeah, just no, swore. No, we Well, that no, makes me I look like an idiot. But I really thought that happened. I was like, I was like, oh my goodness, Kevin. And so, you know, I started writing it. I started writing that scene 
And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave that in here, but I want this to be a story of Kristen and I, uh, first and foremost. And that's what I felt like it was. Um, and, and the reason why I wanted to do that is because she's been one of my best friends since, like, I mean, I don't even know how we met, um, to be honest. Like, I remember her from the YMCA, like, when I used to go there back in, like, second, third grade. I don't even know what year it was that I went there. But I remember meeting her and the rest of the Dalrymples there. And as time went on, I still somehow stayed friends with Matt, her brother, and her um, and they, they've been great friends and people to me and their family's been great to me throughout the years as well. Um, and so the thing is, you know, her and I always hang out and talk and stuff. And, you know, we got like our little inside jokes here and there, like every friend, uh, you know, friend pairing does, but everybody always thinks that we're, we're something more than friends. And so, um, with that, I kind of decided to write something that, you know, I, I was hoping to show us like how we act around each other and although we might it might look like flirting or something like that to other people to us it's just literally joking around and and picking on one another um and that's the way we see it at least i mean i know it's not that way to to everyone else so i just and honestly all of those conversations in there like happened in some variation or another like that was a lot of it was was scripted yes like the mcdonald's stuff and that was the biggest question that i got was like is that real? Like, or, and I, I mean, I, I guess that's like a compliment to, uh, uh, our acting abilities. I mean, I know our, our yeah, great. I literally asked you that. I remember but, I asked you. <laughs> but you know, like people ask me and I might, the only intention that I had with it was just trying to make the dialogue sound real enough and us, you know, playing it off well enough that it sounded like we were having a real conversation because that is literally the stuff, the dumb stuff that we talk about. And literally like, Right before I wrote that, the the whole like poop conversation in the beginning with the girls not farting and stuff like that, like me and an old friend <laughs> talk all the time, and it's so stupid. But I used to have a friend in high school. I don't want to shout him out because I don't know if he still believes in this or not. But <laughs> he used to say, "Girls don't poop," and I'd always be like, "Dude, girls poop." <laughs> I, know, I, I know you probably don't want that on your podcast, Bobby, but you know, I I still. I still get around with, you know, Kristen now and stuff, and, and any girl for that matter, when they, like, fart or say that they, they do that thing. And I had a poll on my Instagram, like, months ago, because one girl, um, I was talking to her, and, and she, sent me a, uh, <laughs> she sent me a picture of her on the toilet, like a Snapchat, and I was like, damn, I'm like, girls don't, girls don't do that. And she literally said, like, Kevin, everyone poops, and that is the line that I, that I put in there. Um, and, I mean, yes, it's, it's true, it's obvious, I mean, girls do in fact, believe it or not, Oop. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just, what, as, as, your, as your story continues, Kevin, I'm here thinking, do I put this version on Spotify or YouTube? It was a fun, great time, and I'm so thankful she was, she was down to read most of those lines, like, there were there were very little things like there were some jokes that we made like while filming that were probably that I did end up cutting out, you know, whether it just, I thought they were too over the top or they just didn't need to be in there. I know there was, there was some cursing in there. I definitely, as soon as I walked through the door, when I came home, the one after my mom watched it, she was like, yeah, there was a little, quite a bit of cursing. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I, I feel like, you know, that, that's just, it captured, it captured us. And that's what I wanted. And I, you know, I, I cursing is unnecessary for sure. Yes. But, um, you know, I, I thought that it, it, it showed people us. And I, I, at least, you know, I will be satisfied. I know it's not 
the best, you know, technically. And I'll, I'll just get into that real quick. Um, I am glad, and I know I, I think Kristen will be glad too that we'll at least have something as like that we'll be able to look back on that we did that together. I'm um, thankful to have that. But as far as like shooting it went, I got this five dollar tool, like this clip from it was like a, a phone mount. But it clipped to the, it scratched the heck out of the, the dashboard of my car behind my steering wheel. I was going to hook it to my steering wheel, but every time I would have turned the wheel, then obviously the phone would have turned too. So I hooked it to the dashboard and then had it wrapped around and it kept falling off, which was our big problem. And I, you know, I, I had a hat underneath it on the dashboard so that the phone wasn't vibrating as much because obviously as I was driving, the phone was, um, you know, vibrating as well. Um, and then also I asked for Christmas for this um, lavalier mic that we hooked up to the phone and then ran over through the, uh, the mirror on the passenger side. And it was just literally hanging down by Kristen's face, but it was like out of view the entire time. Thank God. And it captured most of the good audio. Like there were some, you, if, you know, you watch it, you definitely hear the uh, like, you know, hit parts where you hit bumps and like where the audio is in now. And you can only do so much of that, so much with that in post. But, um, you know, I was happy with how it, it, we pulled it off. I was only, I was going to leave on like, uh, on a Monday and we started shooting at Friday night. Um, we only had a couple nights to do it because she was working. I was busy. Uh, we did it Friday night and we, we couldn't do Saturday night. Then we did Sunday night and I was supposed to leave Monday for school, but she was like, we'll finish it Monday night. Just stay one more night. So, cause we, we didn't finish it and we, we did thankfully like that Monday night, I came back on Tuesday and was editing it for like four or five days straight. Um, cause we just got so much, so much good footage. And I, I wanted to like, although I, I was trying with, the, the, the outside shots, like me, um, you know, sticking my hand out the window with the camera and like filming us driving and stuff. Um, a lot of that is, is, uh, or even across the bridge and stuff and under the lights, like a lot of that stuff, it probably wasn't as clear as I would have liked it to be. Uh, cause I was just literally had my phone attached to a tripod, like holding it out of the window or out of the back of the truck. And I mean, I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but. I actually thank God. Shout out Braden too, Braden Regal. He has a a new Ford F one fifty, and I sat in the bed of the truck as we drove across the the bridge, the the uh, the Nesquik bridge there, coming back and forth between Berwick. While I had my, I was bundled up in a hat, gloves, scarf, and everything. It was freezing cold out. Kristen was driving my car across the bridge while I was sticking out of the the bed of Braden's truck trying to get these shots. And I mean, so like. You know, I, 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 tr- I tried to get, you know, cool, cool things with it. It wasn't as clear as I would have liked them to be, but um, it, it was an attempt. And that's all I can, all I can say. So th- thank you for bringing that up. I hope I, I mean, I'm sorry I rambled on for so long there with that. But I, I was glad that you gave me a chance to talk about that because it, it was something that meant a lot to me for sure. Well, I will, let me chime in and then Logan, you can finish up with uh, whatever you want to say to Kevin. But let me just say as a filmmaker, uh, and especially you're going to find this out when you go into college and like, obviously you're still in college, but as you progress to the program, a lot of students start projects and don't finish it. And no matter how it turns out, the fact that you got this done is an award in itself and actually creates something and crafts something that is unique to you, that you put your own personal style and all the emotions that go into it. And like, you know, obviously I compare it more to my fight for me project because the fight for me project was personal because it was actually for a girl too. Uh, when I wrote that script and it was kind of, it was kind of weird. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this with you guys, but the fight for me script was always like, I, I like when the girl in fight for me, uh, her character says, all I wanted was for you to fight for me. That was me actually talking to a girl, but the genders were kind of flipped in the film, you know, because girls are more like women are more softly like 
emotional than what guys are in real life. Yeah. So yeah. I felt like it was more the girl should be telling the guy who was a boxer that I just wanted you to fight for me. Like, that's all that she wanted. And she didn't care about, like, obviously she wanted him to fulfill his, fulfill his dreams as well. Just like I'd be cheering on for this girl that I was uh, really emotionally attached to. At the same time, it's like, I wish that they would have cared a little bit more about me as well. And the fact that you're able to tie in your story with emotion and it's really like a heartfelt project is going to mean a lot more in the end. And really, it doesn't matter what other people think when it comes to those projects, because as long as it cares to you and the people invested in that film is all that matters. Thank you, Donia. I mean a lot. I appreciate that. Well, so all I have to say is that was an Oscar-worthy performance by both of you. Um, I remember texting you right after I saw it. I had to ask you like, how much of that was actually real and how much of it was actually <laughs> rehearsed and stuff because I don't know how you guys did the whole rehearsing aspect. Can you kind of walk us through how that went down? Because how do you even think about, okay, I'm just going to go out at 2 o'clock at night and just drive around the roads aimlessly just talking about this stuff. So how did that go about, like the whole filming aspect and the whole rehearsal? Because it had to take a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> to, to rehearse the lines, and you guys didn't mess up. I don't even think at all. <laughs> so that's there were there were a lot of takes. I will say that for sure. But um, it, I sent you guys I sent you guys the script of what was actually written, and then what was uh, like kind of either made up on the spot or as we went on. And um, it's it's interesting um, because you know it, thank, thankfully it's winter time, so. You know, as it gets darker out, um, or sooner, we were able to, you know, start shooting at like five or six. So obviously, like it took place at like the goal was three fifteen, and it was based off the Bozzy song three fifteen. That's why I was including the instrumentals of that. Um, it, that was that was like the, the kind of uh, another like hidden message behind that. But I really like that song and, and what it says. But um, you know, we we would sit in a couple parking lots, whether it was outside of her house or uh, even. Um, we sat in the empty Kmart parking lot for like an hour at one point and we just, I, I kept, I annoyed the heck out of her with it, but I just kept, I was like, we're going to keep reading these and reading these over and over again. I want you to get this emotion down. This is how I want you to say it. This is how, and we just kept doing it over and over and over again. And we would start driving and we just hit record and we keep doing it and we keep doing it. And there were so many times where we laughed and messed up, but then there would be like those small genuine moments where we'd be like, that was the one. And we'd take that and it would be great. Um, or, I mean, at least in our eyes, it was, and so that's that's kind of how we did it. We and every shot where we're in the car, you know, and you see the car moving, like we are driving somewhere around. It was through we, we went through Berwick, Benton, Bloomsburg. Like I literally just started driving. There were points where uh, I forgot to add this in there. <laughs> at a point, I wanted to be like like a transition point where I'm like I don't even know where we are because um, I forgot I forgot to add that in there. Well, that wasn't too important, but um, you know that is you know I mean I don't know if you guys go on. Uh, car drives with your friends and things like that but I mean as far as like me and my best friends go that's something we always do and my parents always question that they're like you're just wasting gas put miles on the car but like you know driving around just having those late night conversations jamming to music like that is the best and some of the best nights I have had just driving around Berwick and Bloomsburg and things like that and uh, just the small things that I feel like a lot of people take for granted I've always appreciated those things so um, you know like, like I said a lot of it was 
was scripted. I, I'm so thankful that she she uh, helped me pull pull it all off. Uh, the biggest thing was the McDonald's. The whole McDonald's thing was all like where we're sitting in the McDonald's parking lot and also the drive-thru. Like, that was just us with the camera on rolling. And I'm so happy with how that, that order situation went because that part where I'm like, we're after a pie. They say we're out of pies. And then I'm like, ask for cookies. And they say they're out of cookies. Like, that has happened so many times. And my friends roast me for that all the time. It's always ask for pies and cookies. <laughs> and so, you know, the fact that it happened there, it was just like, God lined that up for us. Uh, so I'm, I'm very glad about that but yeah, that would be the, the process behind the rehearsal it was listen whatever income you got coming in for that video make sure you give it to the guy who was working at mcdonald's that night and took your order because his voice was used in, the, in your work so you gotta get yeah, yeah I, I didn't give credit to him you're right well i might against my black eyed peas ed sheeran and bozzy so who knows i mean i'm only at like 40 views but we're, we're gonna keep our fingers crossed because i i used what i used was and i'll explain this and hopefully this will be recorded for my lawyer. Um, the body was the body song was instrumentals from YouTube that I found that I was reading in the comments. They were like, "You can use this as long as you put because it is the song, but it's a cover and it's an instrumental of it. Someone else covering it, and it said in the comments, you can use this. Just give credit in your credits. So I took those and put those in there. And then the Black Eyed Peas one, you know, that was on the radio. So I just like. We, I was like, I was like, let's film this real quick. And I mean, the parts where like we're driving, and I put it over the like the two scenes real quick. Like I, I, I added that music that I got a feeling in there for those parts. But where we're driving, that was on the radio. So I was hoping I was like, oh, God, I don't know if that'll like, does that count for plagiarism or like or not or plagiarism? A copyright if it was on the radio for the time being. I don't know. We'll find out. And then also, there's that the Ed Sheeran song that's over like the montage of us like. Or like me thinking about things with her at the end. Um, that was actually. Have you ever seen the movie Yesterday? Like the one that has like the where the Beatles don't exist. And yeah. Sharon that movie. And there's a song in it called One Life, which I am telling you right now. As soon as this next album releases, which that song is going to be on, you will hear that song on the radio every single day. It'll be like the perfect or the Thinking Out Loud or you know it, it, all of his songs are hits. But I, I love that song, and it was unreleased, but there was an instrumental online, and people were using it in their videos. So I was like, hmm, let's put that in there and see if, uh, hopefully I don't get in trouble. So I don't know if any people, like, watch the credits closely, but, like, under I Got a Feeling, I put, like, Please Don't Sue Me. This is on the radio. Then underneath the one like one, I was like, Ed Sheeran, I found this one yesterday. I ain't worth shit, bro. Please don't sue me. So, I mean, sorry to curse, but that's what I put in there. Um, so hopefully... Hopefully I don't get caught. I mean, I'm at like, I think between 40 and 50 views. So, you know, I should be getting to a million anytime soon now. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I will say the, the overall, the acting was spot on. You can tell the emotion in both of you guys. You can totally see that there is a lot of chemistry there. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that I was kind of under the impression. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for the moment where he's like, all right, the person I can't stop thinking about is you. Like, and then you end up getting with it. It's, I don't know why I was waiting for that to happen. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, you both did an incredible job. My favorite part, both of them, I died laughing, was when the shout-outs to your moms. When she, like, Colleen, it's something about Colleen. Oh, uh, it was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, my gosh. That, I'll just talk real quick about that. Did you mean the part at the end where I'm, like, probably working on another Sheldon Facebook post? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I always, I always make fun of my mom. They all, all in good spirits. That our cat's named Sheldon, and I, like 
she's always like, I'm never on Facebook. And then I talk to my friends and they're like, oh, I saw the new Sheldon Facebook post. And I'm like, yep, they're always on there. So I included that in there. And she, she told me she laughed at that. So I don't, I, I figured she wouldn't take offense. She usually has no problem with laughing at herself. So I, I was, <laughs> I was happy to include that in there. Uh, and it's funny too with her mom and love her to death. Uh, nothing bad about uh, her either. Uh, but we included her in there too, because that's just always how it is. Like, her mom's usually always worried that she's out late. I mean, every, every mother usually is. Um, and my mom always is too. And so we just try to incorporate that. Like we try, we wanted to just make it feel real. And we use as many real names as possible that we wouldn't, we wouldn't offend anybody or make them like any, anybody that we knew we could use their names of. Like I know Brayden and Ben are mentioned and her friend Lydia, they're all mentioned in there. And we knew we'd get away with that. Um, but, you know, obviously, like, when I talk about the girl that I like and, and everybody else in there, or even, like, my past girls, they, I mean, I'm sure people can figure out who I'm talking about, uh, but they, I changed their names for, obviously, you know, reasons, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so thank you guys for, for those compliments. I, I really, I appreciate that. It means a lot, so the compliment The compliments can't be complete till we find out who this girl is. You don't have to say her name, but we got to start a hashtag, Logan. You gotta get Kevin this girl. So I, I think I know who it is. He may have told me about her at work a couple times. I think it's the same person, but yeah, I probably, probably yeah. No, but do we, do we have a hashtag we can use to put out on the internet just for Kevin? Hashtag, hashtag who that? <laughs> I don't know what she was thinking about. But I'm still good friends with her. She's a she's a, a great great person. This was just it was kind of like cathartic to hear it out loud because it's just one of those things that you know it's probably not gonna. It's not going to work out, um, but she was someone that's always, um, always, always there for me, always supporting me. And she is, the, and I said in the, in, the, in the movie, or in the short film, that she's a reason for a lot of the things in my life. And everybody that's in my life is a reason for something. Uh, but, um, you know, if it wasn't for her, I, I might not be where I exactly am right now. So I am I'm very thankful for that. And if nothing else is to come of that, then uh, the most I could be thankful for is that she got me to where I am. So has she seen this? Has this person oh, yeah. seen this? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's funny because she she liked the first one. Like, I, I, I don't know why Instagram does this. Is it okay, Donnie, that I keep talking? Oh, I don't does she know. I'm, I mean, that's Sorry. fine. I mean, I think this is all good for the podcast. Keep going. I like it. Okay, so so on, on Instagram, I don't know. I was always able to post my stuff full, but I never posted anything over 15 minutes before because I love that Instagram added that new feature where you can, you know, like that is great for like short films and stuff, but you could post like long things over a minute on there. So this was like 27, 28 minutes. And it made me, I don't, I've seen people's like podcasts on Instagram and stuff like that for like 40, 40 minutes over an hour before. So I don't know why it gave me problems, but it wouldn't let me post both half or like the whole thing. So I had to split it in half, cut the video in half, and then post two different ones. And the thing is, the audio is like messed up. It's, I, I heard from some people that the audio like doesn't match up with our mouths in the movie. So that's why I put in the, in the caption and also my my uh, the link on my bio on Instagram to go to the YouTube and watch it instead, please, if you're going to watch it. Because that's in YouTube, you know, it's all it's, it's good. But, um, you know, she commented on the first one, the first half, which doesn't have that in it. And she was like, I, I forget if she said like it was great or if she liked it or something like that. And I was like, oh, she, I, I screenshotted it and sent it to Kristen because I was, I was waiting, we were waiting for her response actually. And I sent it to Kristen and Kristen was like, oh, she didn't see it. And I was like, I don't think so. And she's like, we should, you should just send it to her. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll, I want her to like find it on her own. And um, then the next day, 
I got a message from her that said, uh, all characters are fictitious, huh? Question mark. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep. I, I, I texted her back. I was like, I see you made it to uh, part two. So, uh, you know, she, she, I, I think she liked it. Um, and so does she know that it's her? Like, yeah. Oh, she knows it. She knows. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but she's, um, again, just a super great person all around. Um, I probably do need to just get my, my mind off her. I don't, I don't mind saying that a lot of enough people know me enough that everybody knows that I'll tell, I'll tell you guys off. But I just, I don't want to say her name because I don't know if, you know, what she would think about that, but, uh, that's fair. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, like I said, it was cathartic in a way that I just heard it out loud and I was like, okay, maybe this is like the, the thing that'll help me get over it all. I, I, I don't know. I don't, can I ask you, Donnie, you know, for fight for me or, uh, yeah, from fight for me, like that, like hearing your, you know, writing that and hearing those lines out loud, did that help you at all? Uh, to an ex, to an extent, uh, I'm actually kind of jealous over your story because the girl that I wrote it for still has no idea what that it was about her. So, that, oh, no, no. so I mean, that really doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, you gotta show it to her right now. Right oh now? my gosh, send it to her immediately. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's like being a dead horse at this rate. It came out two years ago, you know what I'm saying? But no, I mean the audience reception. I mean, you guys. I mean, for fight for me. I mean, I, that's the first time I've ever had somebody cry at one of my films. I knew somebody the night of the premiere was like crying over this film, and it's not, and I don't want to pick on them because it was emotional for me. But I mean, I like it was just weird to see somebody else crying over something I created. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a good weird, but it's also it's also like it just it, it's I don't know. I can't explain it. It's, I cry over all your films, Donnie. Oh, do you? Uh, well, <laughs> no, I, I'm not trying to make the joke out of that. But yeah, no, I, I I thought that was a very it was a very good film, very well told. I mean, I, I watched it once. I, I told you when I watched it, I watched all your films. Um, but you know, I I remember that I remember that line because isn't that when you guys are out by the uh, basketball court, right? Like by the cars. That isn't that when the line is? Um. Yeah, she says it once there, and then when when he meets her again, like the purgatory slash like knocked out stage, she says, "Continue to yeah. like fight for me." When he comes back to her, um, but yeah, I mean it. That I mean, I don't want to go too deep into that story, but um, yeah, I am definitely very jealous that at least your girl knows who it's about. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I will say that it didn't. It didn't. Uh, like I'm not with her now. It's not like I didn't expect it to be. It was either going to tell me what I wanted to hear or what I needed to hear. And it, and it did in a way, like it didn't, it didn't make any hard feelings. Like I didn't think it would, but in a way, like it was just, I was able to say everything out loud in one contained space that like, I never, because I never, not that I never had the chance to, but like, I was just able to compose my thoughts and write them all and then like memorize it. And not that to say that, you know, memorize was less, less important or less meaningful, but, um, you know, it meant more to me that I was able to say it all together at once without missing a beat. Um, and like, I practiced that like over and over again to make sure I got that right. Um, and you know, so it, it, it meant a lot to me. Obviously it meant a lot that she saw it. Um, but you know, it, it gave me, it gave me a, uh, an answer. I think I needed to, I needed to hear and she'll always just be someone that's, uh, in my life. I, and, uh, uh, you know, I always will have in my, my corner, I feel, no matter what, what ends up happening. So, you know, it, it, 
life's just crazy. Um, you never know how it's gonna all turn out. So and, and quite frankly, only hope. and quite frankly, even if even if she's not always there by your side, even like no matter what, people are gonna the door's always gonna open, the door's always gonna close. So just remember that as you go through life. The thing is, even if you look back on it, she's not a part of your life anymore. At least you can say this helped you with a your filmmaking career. Or like, just take these moments that you get. Like, I I even had like a conversation where at work, I was like, you know, it took me to go to a, three years of a terrible job at night shift. Which God love them, I love the people, I hated the job. But it took me three years of night shift to find a place that like I actually enjoyed doing. So if I didn't have that hate for that job, it would never made me look for like the college. It never would have made me look for like uh, pursuing my career or finding this job. So I mean, no matter what stage you're in, and you know. Quite frankly, maybe your future wife is watching this saying, man, I want that dude right there because he knows his emotions. <laughs> yeah, you can only, only hope. But yeah, again, like you were saying, like, it's amazing the small things that lead you to where you're at. And um, she was one of those those things for sure. So like I said, no matter what, I'm happy. On a different note, and this goes for both of you, um, I'm still looking to produce films over here. I got two on the on the way that we're in pre-production about, but if you guys have any scripts or any cool ideas, send them my way. I'm actually looking to produce some films, so leaving you guys, like, specific... I mean, this second part's for Kevin, because I know Kevin wants to actually, like, create films hands-on. Um, yeah. If you, if you have a project that you want, like, financed a little bit, I can do that a little bit now this year, I have a feeling. So... Oh, yeah. cool. And actually, I will I will reach out to you guys. Obviously, I already, before we got on this call, I talked about a podcast that I, I want to work on. But also, too, there are some very, um, I mean, I'm sure you guys would definitely be down. I mean, I, it might not be a little bit um, on tone with your channel, I would say, Donnie, but there are some, like, films that I want to make that um, have, like, subject matter that are, are kind of, it might be inappropriate, kind of like over-the-top kind of things. But I definitely want you guys to be parts of them once they come around. So I'm hoping you will join me in that. I'll try to make the perfect roles or parts for you guys, but I definitely want us all to work together. Like on my, I have a, like a, I have a lifelong bucket list list and then I have a PSU bucket list. And I don't know if you're, you're not on the PSU. It's the, it's the regular life bucket list. Uh, I want to work with like you, Logan, Connor, um, and some other people, like before I go on to like a career or anything like that, like I want to, I want to work with you guys and, and have something to look back on with you guys. Cause I mean, you know, I'm just starting out, um, for like, I feel like I am, I know it's been a little bit over, you know, a couple of years now, but, um, you know, it's always been something I've been, or filmmaking is something I've been very passionate about. You guys are have both been in my corners at least and supporting me and we all support each other. And I, I really, really appreciate that. So uh, I can't wait for, I remember, um, uh, Logan actually, like, it was at the Y at some point in time when I was talking about writing a, a screenplay, and you were like, if you ever need, like, a sports commentator or someone or something, oh, yeah. you know, get me in that, and I was like, all right, all right, I will, so. I was, I'm not for whatever role, really, but that, that'd be my niece, I, I should say. Well, the thing, the thing is with, like, I'll just say this real quick, too, like, with character development, especially with the, the 315 one, you know, I try to write, uh, like, with, a, with someone in mind, like, that's how I, I think they sound more real than if I just like don't know the person at all so um you know knowing you guys um and I'm knowing enough about both of you like I feel like it'd be easy to write roles for you guys that would be perfect um so that, that's the fun of it I, I love it I, it's such a, a release like just to do this stuff and it, it doesn't feel like work so that's why I want to eventually find a career in it 
Well, if it makes you Absolutely. feel, if it makes you feel it, sorry, Logan, to cut you off. If it makes you no. feel any better, Kevin, um, there's a film that we will be starting production on probably within a month or two, and okay. it, it deals a lot with suicide and depression. So it is darker, but it has a good moral of the story at the end. And I don't know exactly yeah. what I'm going to do with that film either, because there's right now there are about two words in the film, and I do like to keep this family friendly at least, you know, this channel. Um, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see what I do with that as well. But again, it has a good moral of the story and a good cause. So I might be able to get away with it. But if, if I don't, yeah. maybe we'll just create I, I, a new, a new channel and just air a lot of things on there. Also what I'm looking forward to, and I tell me if this is a good idea and this, the audience can jump in here too, if they're watching this section. Um, there are different platforms like, and somebody brought this up like Roku. You guys know what Roku is, right? Okay, well, apparently you can, and I need to do more research into this. Maybe I'm misspeaking. There's uh, channels that you can buy on Roku. Like if you get the Roku platform, you can start your own like channel and people can subscribe like on a monthly basis or whatever for whatever you want to charge, really? say, like $1 or whatever. When I get enough content, if I can get more stuff rolling in the future, maybe, maybe a $1 or $2 a month Roku channel for us would be pretty cool. Uh, that would be amazing. But again, I don't know. I See, my problem is I don't think that I have enough content right now to fill it up. Like I don't have a lot of things in the work that I feel would be worth. I know family and friends are going to support me, but the whole point is I want to grow the audience. So I don't know yeah. if I have enough to put out for the audience right now. Well, Logan and I will invest. <laughs> oh, definitely. We just don't, we, we, uh, we don't want to have the same GameStop issue, though. But I'm still waiting for the whole plan that we had before the holidays. You had talked about us coming up and us three sitting down and you know what I'm talking about. Yep, anyway. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that to, to take place. I think that'd be a really good, especially for, for your channel, it'd be really good to kind of branch out and do that. I'm thinking probably oh, a, I'm thinking probably like a spring time because I do want it to get a little bit warmer outside. Right, obviously. Yeah. Um, and also... I want to, and this is something that the audience can jump in about too, especially if you know us where we're at located wise, you guys as well. Uh, Shield of Hope does want to partner with an organization, whether it's like a food giveaway, a clothing uh, shelter that we can kind of partner with and uh, cross promote and actually help people that are in need of starvation or food. So if you guys know any local charities, uh, we're also looking to branch out and help them as well. That's awesome. So um, awesome. I'm always looking for recommendations because right now we're kind of surfing to see which, which business, like not businesses, but which charities we want to support right now uh, in this time. And really, obviously, Barstool has kind of kicked it up a notch with what they've been doing. And uh, we feel like we want to jump in and help out with that as well. So, um, yeah, also, we also want to continue our and for the people that are listening right now on Spotify, which has been an episode that we did previously. We also. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm just in the promotion right now. I'm a, I apologize. Uh, but on Spotify, we just released the episode because we're building up that category that we previously had. We did the theater chain where we had the cinema and draft house in Hazleton. That episode is now up on Spotify. So it's pretty good that this episode will come out right back to back and talk about the theater chain with AMC and all that stuff going on. But I do have to say, if you guys know anybody at the Berwick Theater, and this is going to sound terrible. But I've been trying to reach out to them for the past few years to get an interview, to talk to them, to see how they're doing. They have never contacted me back. So put pressure on them. Do so. I want an interview. And I want to talk about the current situation and how I can help. Well, Kristen, Kristen used to work there, so she probably knows everybody that I can, uh, I can touch with them. Yeah, I do have a friend who 
has worked there that may be able to make that happen for you. Well, I had two people reach out to me on Facebook and give me the like the owner's contact or like whoever runs it, the manager, owner, whatever. And like that was like, and I emailed, I emailed again. I emailed again, and I'm just like, I don't have any feedback. I even emailed the gardens drive-in down there, down route, down route 11, and I was like, I yeah. can't, I can't get these people to come in and talk. I was like, I'm trying to help out. Like, it's like I love movies, and I'm very passionate about films. I want to help out the film industry. It's like, and I kind of feel pushed away at this point. I'm just like, I kind of want to reach out to them. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, for sure, as we're talking, I hit up, sorry to interrupt, Kevin, I, I okay. hit up my friend, and uh, I'm waiting for her to get back from me. I will definitely have them get in touch with you about that. All right, awesome. Thank you. That was my venting session. Sorry. Mario, <laughs> <laughs> would you call me? Oh. Sorry, Kevin. No, I didn't, I didn't know if you guys, I didn't know if I missed something. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know what I'm saying. Before we go on, I, I want to know, uh, sorry, Donnie, but I'm asking the question now, uh, but What's next for, for everybody going forward? I mean, Kevin just hit, hit the nail pretty much right in the head with his Oscar-worthy movie um, <laughs> short film there. Donnie, I know you have some big things that you mentioned that are coming in the works, and I've got a couple podcasts that are going to happen in the future. But what are you guys most looking forward to this year, especially um, with like a certain movie or short film you guys have coming up? that you're filming that you're excited about that you can tell us about. So I'm really sorry with you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the change up there with the, the podcast host questioning. <laughs> sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, that's a good question. Um, actually, if, if you don't mind me just saying real quick too, um, I, I talked to you guys about this right beforehand, but the thing I'm looking forward to the most is I'm, um, in a humanities class this semester. Uh, I had this idea for a project at the end of 2019 called the other side. And, um, you know, I have no problem saying out loud and, you know, getting the not, not on too much of, of politics, but like I'm more conservative, right leaning, um, Republican, and uh, but I, I still like to see things from every side and hear people out. So with uh, this podcast that I'm going to be working on called The Other Side, I'm inviting people in from you know different backgrounds, and most of them are all people that I know, but you know don't necessarily agree with me on you know, you know whether it be political, social issues, th- things like that. And I, I just the, the main rule of the, the podcast is like no fighting. I just want to have civil conversations with these people about the issues and topics that matter most to them and myself and just kind of discuss them and um, hear each other out and maybe hopefully learn and gain something from one another without it turning into like mainstream news. Like you see a bunch of people arguing and fighting all the time. I think it would be something positive uh, just to, to try to focus on. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I looked uh to be coming out with more information on that soon. But like I said, I would definitely like to have you two on it for sure to discuss some things. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And Donnie, sorry that I kind of took control of the hosting view there for a minute. So I hope you don't mind that. Listen, Logan, okay? From one host to another, I think you're the better host. So I really appreciate you taking (laughs) control there. I have no issue with that. Well, thank you. But yeah, what's going on in your next, like what's, what are you looking forward to most, Donnie, that you got coming out? You can kind of give us a sneak peek at without giving too many details. Well, what I've been teasing to the audience, and this goes back to last year, we're still working on North Strand. We're, we're, some, we're switching some things up. Uh, that's the Will Mosteller-led uh, film, which will actually be like more of a series now. We're switching up the script. Um, so, A, we need snow for that. 
B, we need time. And uh, <laughs> neither of those seem to be hitting our area anytime soon. So there's that assimilation we teased in the past. So hopefully we're able to complete that short film. We just haven't got around to filming act two of it. Uh, so whenever that happens, that'll be at least two years in the, in the making. Um, but yeah, the suicide depression film that we talked heavily about last year will come to fruition uh, probably within the next month or two. We'll start filming. Probably will take another two months to edit and wrap up. Um, and other than that, I mean, again, we talked about, and I, you know, I'll leak it right here. I think it'll be a good idea. So Logan is actually going to help me co-host on this and we're going to do something along along the lines of movie trivia and some sports trivia as well coming up here whether it's on this channel or a separate channel we haven't really decided yet but i'm really aiming for this channel um what other stuff do i have there's a lot of um there's a lot of things in the works but i can't promise anything's going to get done because obviously with covid we don't know how the whole schedule scheduling is going to go i don't know how many people we can have on set Again, the good thing about being an independent filmmaker is there's no restrictions to me. So I don't got to go yeah. by these Hollywood corporations and be like, oh, you have to limit everybody. You have to have everybody masked at a certain distance. Uh, you know, I don't have to follow those guidelines because, uh, you know, it's me and I can do what I want, uh, which legally speaking, I guess I can't. But it's, it's for them to find out and catch me, I guess. Um, <laughs> Hunt the power, Donnie. You go for it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of different things going on, and I can't really speak. The first thing that the audience will see will probably be a suicide depression film sometime in middle to early of the year. Sweet. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I cannot wait for both of those things. Uh, as the aforementioned uh, trivia show, I cannot wait to be your, your co host on that. Uh, I'm going to thank you on air personally so everybody can hear. Thank you for thinking about me, and I, um, I cannot wait to do that in the future. No problem, bud. And quite frankly, you might go from co-host to main host because I feel like you're going to kill it. I'm just saying, you're going to kill it. So I appreciate that. As as all, you've killed all the podcasts, and killing is a good thing, right? I mean, are we in the same terms when I say that? Because, you know, well, I don't know what the way things have been going on in the world. Well, killing yeah, is let's, the best uh, thing. You have been, well, is the, I would say nailing, but I don't know if nailing is a good word to use. Um, right. but you have been blowing it out of the water. I, I guess that's, a, I don't know. Anyways, you've been excelling in your podcasting industry. Again, you can go check him out at the logo, the podcast about everything. Is that, that's still the name, correct? For now it is. Um, like I said, there is some plans in the future about switching to video, which I'll talk about my ass, my other things, what's going on. So I have been trying for the last year to kind of switch over to the video platforming world. Um, I, I have been familiar with like Photoshop and Adobe Premiere and stuff like that. Not to the extent that I need to be to make this happen. Um, I've been experimenting with those programs as well as Zoom, as well as I've talked to you, Donnie. I've talked to Terrain Myricks, another host who we both met on my other podcast. I'm the host of Alcoholics. He has a great podcast. Check him out. Donnie, I'm actually... I want you two to kind of do a collaboration because I feel like that conversation with you and Terrain would be a very interesting political conversation. Um, but anyway, you can look for that in the future. I don't know when that's going to happen again. It all depends on when life hits you. Life hits you, man. Like It all depends on what happens there with work. Um, I do have a couple projects coming up. Um, I, I, I have one confirmed 
um, that should be within the next few weeks with uh, Mikey Hanger. You guys might know him. He's a local uh, wrestler slash. He's also a – he cuts hair for a living. He's been all around the world, Australia, you name it. He's cut hair of professional athletes, celebrities. He's pretty much done a lot. And he's a local business owner who's also kind of redeveloped this old church and made it his house. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys follow that. Yeah, I'm really getting to talking on that on our podcast. Um, and then there's another one um, I'm trying to get to. Again, I, I kind of want to skip. Uh, I don't want to skip the one thing because my podcast is about everything, so to speak. But as you guys all know, I'm a diehard wrestling fan. Um, there is a, another wrestler who um, recently has had to retire because of a injury. Um, I'm not going to go too far into who it is or what the injury is. Um, I kind of want to take, and I hope that you guys don't think that I'm being like, like this is wrong to go about it this way. I'm not really going to go on about the injury. I'm, I'm going to go more about as like Alex Smith. Take Alex Smith from the Washington football team who's had a devastating leg injury and has had to come back and almost pretty much lost his leg. Well, this person did actually lose a, a body part, and I can, I can honestly say that I'd be honored uh, to have them on. We are working on that, getting them on there to talk about his story. Um, it is a very motivational story for anybody, whether you like wrestling, whether you don't, whether it's anything, just a life story in general. So that's what you can look forward to. Awesome. That sounds amazing. And I, I can't wait to look forward to that. And I, I look forward to all your episodes. Uh, and I listen to a lot through, I listen to a lot through Apple Music with you. Are you on different platforms? Are you on Spotify as well? Or So I use a and I talk about this in my intro. I use a platform called Anchor. It's literally one of the easiest ways to do podcasting. It's literally absolutely free. I'm kind of doing like a, my own promotion for the company right now. But anyway, you go on there um, and you use the tools you can to edit. You can um, have multiple callers in at one time. Like we've done one. I've done one with five people at one point. Um, that got a little bit too much because people were interrupted. But it was... It was, it was still fun. Um, but anyway, yes. So what happens is that is then put onto multiple platforms. So there's like seven or eight different ones I'm on. Um, the two main ones are Spotify, uh, of course, Anchor itself, and Apple Podcasts. But there's one like Stitcher, TuneIn. Like there's other smaller platforms that you can find it on if you look for it. Um, but it, it's a really cool program that I've been using on. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to point out that me and Logan have been promoting companies and talking about that. Meanwhile, Kevin's stealing music. <laughs> so, what can you say for yourself, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I just followed on Spotify, Logan. Actually, because <laughs> I I was on Anchor, but I guess I got signed out because that's why I just looking at. I was like, I, I haven't heard one of yours in a little bit now, so I am going to listen to these on Spotify when I get the chance. Um, awesome. I, I actually, I took, I did mention, I took a break for a while. Um, things weren't working in the family aspect. People would call and do podcasts. That's a different story. The business aspect wasn't going well for me. I kind of took a break and picked it back up here at the new year. Um, and guys, I do appreciate all of, of your support. Um, I do hope that there are more people out there listening. Um, and I do hope to continue that support during the future. If you guys have any criticism, please, I'm open to them. If you guys feel I need to work on anything, I'm trying to grow as a, as a podcaster. I'm here to help you guys to grow as 
um, on your platforms. But anything that you notice in those podcasts while you listen to them, please let me know. Will do, bud. Will do. Yeah. Uh, I will give it. We'll go down the line. We'll do Kevin, Logan, and then I'll sign off. Last words. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. I, 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 I can go real quick, but I'll just say that uh, I think this is, I mean, like I said, I don't have fun on every single one, but I think I've laughed the hardest on this podcast so far. I might have just been that when you were like, that's not reading. I, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I've just had a smile on my face the whole hour and a half now, and it does. And I'm looking to see how much time we or we've been on here for an hour and forty minutes. It doesn't feel like that long. So I, I love talking to you guys again. Thank you so much, Donnie, for uh, inviting us on and having us on. And as always, you know, Logan, you know, we work together. I, I love talking to you too. Um, so um, I, I can't wait to see what we all do. Um, I hope we all get to work together at some point soon enough, if not down the road, and uh, continue to improve ourselves as we go along. So, yes, thank you. Um, yeah, um, uh, pretty much to piggyback off of that, Kevin, great stuff you've been doing. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you, Donnie. Same with you. I cannot wait till we can finally meet up in person one day, all three of us, and actually sit down and break out a banger of some kind of, whether it be a podcast, a movie, something, some kind of script, something like that. Um, I do thank you for your support on the podcast. Um, and I cannot wait till we can get to be together in 2021. Awesome. And I want to thank you guys as well for all that you guys have done for me for the channel, as well as what I can do for you guys and vice versa, mixing up and collaborating. Uh, we should try to do this more often. Uh, maybe if we can do yeah. a week a weekly podcast between just the three of us, call it the dream team, like Logan emphasized in the text messages earlier. Uh, we'll have to come up with an official title. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for joining me, and thank you all for listening as well. This is Hope Speaks on the Shield of Hope channel. Take care, everybody.